Howdy, Reject Nation, and welcome to our Obi-Wan Part 5. Obi-Wan Kenobi, I should say. That's the full title of the show. I'm surprised it's not called Obi-Wan, but either way, Part 5 is the episode, and we are joined once again by our good friend, our Star Wars expert, Ace Cabrera, squad leader Ace, wherever social medias are sold. Really, really happy he decided to join us for the series, and I hope he'll join us for much more Star Wars to come, because uh, he's just got a great energy, a great enthusiasm, a great breadth of knowledge, and a great openness to all sorts of things so uh yeah shouts out to ace really love having him around and uh yeah if you guys want to join us for the reaction highlights to this episode it's one of the this is i think easily uh, a lot of people would say the best of the season or at least one of the best of this season and i would agree with that so come on over and join us for the reaction highlights some great moments in there youtube.com slash the real rejects is where you can find that or if you want to get the full experience sync up with your own copy come join us over at patreon.com slash the real rejects and uh thank you as well to our our good friends at Storyblocks for sponsoring this video really, really helps out the channel. And they have some amazing resources, especially if any of you guys are interested in audiovisual work. They have tons of, they have a massive database of audiovisual and editing assets that you can use. And once you have your membership, you know, you have carte blanche to use those things however you need, however you see fit. It's a great resource, really, really expansive. More on that uh, as we hop into the review. And hey, that seems like a good cue. To roll that in true, <laughs> let's do it. Wow, damn. That was a cool episode. How interesting Stanton co-wrote this. I really like that one. I love that one. How are we all feeling? Good, uh, man. That was great, huh? That, that was, was awesome. Very quality that was awesome. episode. So yeah. I really loved how that prequel fight, uh, not prequel fight, <laughs> But the, the Obi Wan Anakin, that yeah, that's between Attack of the Clones and Clone Wars, or is that like in the midst of Clone Wars? You think? Um, that's around Clone Wars era, yeah. Yeah, I, I like how that one fight kind of resembled this whole plot that we were watching unfold between the two of them playing games with each other, trying yeah. to outwit each other here. Ah, so sick. It could be, it could be pre Clones era too, though. Um, it's definitely around that time, though. Because yeah. Clone Wars starts with Attack of the Clones, so it could be probably pre-Clones era, right before... Yeah, I got my <laughs> lineage interest up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pre-Attack of the Clones is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. That was... It was fun. It was cool seeing Hayden, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, I loved it. I love seeing Hayden. What, what really dawned on me, what hit me this time around, something that the prequels never did for me is it was the first time seeing you know i've kind of said this before with other episodes but this one especially did it for me was seeing hayden christensen it was the first time like that is young darth vader like that's the first yeah. time i've ever felt that young darth vader whereas before it was kind of like i have a very different association with the prequels versus original trilogy sure and here i felt like no nah, that this is hayden christensen embodying young darth vader at this point in, in yeah. a weird way i really i really thought he was great here and uh, even in those little bits we got but you know reva is terrible at sneaking up on vader what a stupid ass way to sneak up on vader you don't yell and get a big ass strike ready to go you just do the you should do the kylo ren stab thing that remember in the, in yeah, the last jedi the last jedi, yeah. that's what you do to vader you don't fucking charge up and yell <laughs> stupid hey, no <laughs> idea contained within the last jedi is good and i'm offended that you would recommend that i mean i just the fact that they uh just the, whatever you think about reva's uh, character portrayal um 
I mean, I really like I really liked her a lot in this episode. Everything just kind of just really clicked for me, especially with uncovering her backstory. Yeah, it's always been kind of like a little bit. A lot of people have been predicting that she'd probably turn good by the or somehow fight on Obi Wan's side by the end. Um, however, I, I, her character just did come full like full circle, and the whole performance kind of came full circle to me. Yeah, in in this one episode when you uncover that, like ah, every every bit of your portrayal now makes a lot more sense. It it definitely makes sense because it's it's one of those things where it wouldn't make sense if she was a young gleam that she knew Anakin was Vader and that she would join Vader. Yeah, that's what would bug me. It kind of bugged me when I. That's when Episode Two came out, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Anakin is Vader," and I was like, "Uh, why would you like him <laughs> if he killed like everyone you know?" Yeah, uh, and it made a lot more sense for me for her to to not be with that. Somehow. Yeah, he groomed um, her. Yeah, he says, "Remember." <laughs> That's where we've come to, is one major franchise to comment on another major franchise. That's the kind of allegory that we really need. The hard-hitting stuff, man. Um, Yeah. Just awful jokes, people. All right, well, let's talk about this, but (laughs) what a way to segue. (laughs) Thanks to Storyblocks. Thank you to Storyblocks for sponsoring this video. Being the cinematic artisans we obviously are, we are always in search of ways to make our videos look better, faster, and most of all, for cheap. Cheap is good. And if you're a content creator or filmmaker or anything in between, you're probably in a similar position. It's tough to get your content looking as good as it can be without breaking the bank or burning yourself out in the process, which is why I heavily encourage you guys to check out what Storyblocks has to offer. Cheap is good. Do you feel like this is their way of telling us that the videos could be looking better? Yes. Whether it's the credibility of an exotic establishing shot, the soothing comfort of the perfect music bed, or just the satisfaction of increasing your graphical capability. Storybox has an incredibly inclusive and diverse library of faces, places, sounds, titles, transitions, filters, and effects. And more. Over a million assets, royalty free, and available for personal and commercial use with your membership. Sounds so affordable. <laughs> it is quite affordable. They have multiple subscription levels to suit your exact needs, whether you're an independent indie solo creator or a whole team. So if you want to learn more, head on down to our link in the description box and get started. That's at storyblocks.com rejects. Now back to the video. All right. Yeah. Um, this was an amazing episode. I, I genuinely love this one. I'll get my one little nitpick out of the way. My, my little, I mean, I think it's kind of a valid criticism. When the people of this planet, what's this planet called? J- Jimbo? Jabin. Jabin. Uh, Jim Bean. <laughs> Jim Bean. That's probably how they came up with the name of the planet. Someone was real drunk on Irish whiskey and like, you know, Jim Beam. So you could slur the word Jim Beam. You could be a Star Wars Jim Beam. It's good. Uh, yeah, was, you know, when they're all in danger and Obi-Wan's going all general on their ass um, about like, we gotta, we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. I was just there going, man, nah, I don't know shit about you people. I don't, I don't give a crap. Die. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just didn't, they, they haven't done anything to make me feel invested in them. Sure. I I, I think uh, the, uh, just the whole like, they're families, there's kids. Yeah. I think that was the main It's a universal thing, thing we can all get on board yeah. with. Yeah. That's it. Families and kids. <laughs> That's my one little thing. All right. But I didn't come here to watch Obi-Wan to learn about the people of Jabin. So I don't really care the about that. The of Jabin. Yeah. So I don't really care about it. Um, but as far as this episode 
went. Uh, this is my favorite one of of the yeah. season so far. I thought it was uh, firing on pretty much all cylinders for me. I loved the uh, the music all around. Um, but the way they use the fight scene between Anakin and Obi-Wan of the, the lessons learned in that fight mm. and then watching it kind of repeat itself, you know, of the Vader's mistakes of going head on for just so determined to get victorious and, you know, Obi-Wan being able to anticipate the way Vader is because he knows that Anakin is still so much in there. I thought it was awesome. But for God damn it. All right. Look, let's, what's the real thing? Here? The real thing is that fucking fight. Right. When freaking Vader shows up and to stop the and he stops the ship. I just love the way it was captured because. It's so reactionary the way he does it. He just walks through that door the second he sees the ship. He just lifts it because the way they capture Vader here with the cool handheld and that like the, his march in, in this show is just such an imposing force. No pun intended, but such an imposing force. Then he when the way he grabs the ship, it felt like something out of, you know, other like as we were talking about in between. Um, you know, when we cut the camera, like how you were saying is it's that's the kind of Vader that's usually captured in other mediums. You know, to me, I'm like, oh, that's like the video game Vaders. I love it. And and then, of course, the fight scene, too. You know, you're pointing out it, man. I'm just going to point out things they said. Uh, <laughs> pointing out it, man. <laughs> and and so why you're here, bud. <laughs> but no, it is like that classic Kung Fu master kind yeah. of fight scene of I'm not going to really I'm just going to use defense against you, you know, yeah. not even going to strike you. Just move my body in and no way move like water oh it was it was it was awesome and and uh revo went up a lot of points and uh you know how much of a dick would i be if i let made john talk first while he's fixing oh, yeah, his microphone hey so hey so why don't you go ahead absolutely it was it was <laughs> awesome man it was really cool to see as you said when we were saying when we were off camera the idea of vader being the most powerful force user which means that he uses the way he uses the force is so unique and so different and he uses his offensively as well as defensively versus someone like Obi-Wan who uses a lot of force pushes and stuff like that where Vader uses it as like using the saber against you pulling down ships ripping apart ships ripping doors apart like we don't really see that too much in star wars medium at least live action on film yeah so seeing vader do that was really cool and it was really cool to see him like use the force to almost sense movement before they come right where he mm -hmm. could see kind of like in you know they explain what the force is you can see moments before they happen you can mm -hmm. see the future briefly so it's like he's dodging those shots that reva's going for using the force and he's doing it so easily because he's so tapped into the dark side of the force that it's like this is second nature to him oh, um beautiful. it's awesome it's like uh i'm telling you man it's like a it's like a basketball player with like <laughs> sweet handles who's just like schooling you who's just like bro come at me you can't take me it's so cool if i ever am blessed with any kind of sport career i want yeah. sweet handles to be my sweet nickname. handles bro this is Kyrie with the handles or steph curry with the handles jay humps yeah, I thought this was great. This this felt like I was watching an episode out of the series I was hoping for all along. Uh, you know, not to slight what's come before, because I've enjoyed stuff out of every other episode, but this was the one that felt like, yeah, it was firing on the most cylinders all at once, and it felt like the desperation clicked. And one thing that I especially appreciated that I noticed partway through was when Reva and Vader were fighting... And I know how everyone feels about Reva, but for me, I was sitting there going, come on, land a good blow, get something up on him. And, yeah. and, it, and it had me in that place where I was like, 
something could happen, even though in the back of my mind, I know that Vader's going to go on, and we're going to get all four, five, and six, and all sorts of other stuff with Darth Vader, and Darth Vader is definitely not going to perish here and now. At the same time, I was caught up in the moment to that degree, and I feel like that, you know, feeling of peril and that actual just sort of, um, the way that that can transport you into just the immediate here and now of an episode like this, I think is really effective. And yeah, uh, this kind of coalesced to where, like, yeah, there are still certain aspects of character, especially with Obi-Wan, I wish we could have dived into. This brought a lot of, at least, nice sort of lyrical nods to the pay. You get that one flashback that's sort of the wraparound of everything that's kind of underpinning the emotion of this episode. But I feel like through those glimpses and the way you were talking about the Force almost giving you these brief glimpses into the future, I like the way that you could also compare it to PTSD, but the way they used brief flashes from the past right. in these mm. present moments. Uh, either between uh, Riva and Vader or just Vader uh, approaching, um, imposing and approaching uh, Obi-Wan and the rest of the, uh, you know, sort of cobbled together rebellion. Like, I I thought that, yeah, this managed to sweep me up and then with all the visuals and the music, you know, it came together to feel like, yeah, this is definitely like the best episode thus far. And yeah, like it's a good episode of this series, but it's also a good episode of, you know, the, the, the series that we've been kind of speculating on in the previous episodes when we've been discussing what hasn't clicked so much for us. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that they got there uh, here. Well, what I've been, what I really appreciate about this one too is that you saw Obi-Wan, because we, we've been expecting this for him to kind of morph back into, you know, being in tune with the Force, being a, you know, lightsaber user again, being a Jedi overall. But here we got to see him be a general again, which mm, was something yeah. that I was very much appreciative of. Um, and I think what they do that's really interesting and really a lot was just kind of clicking for me this episode is because Obi-Wan is not really known to, I mean, correct me if I'm way off base here, but from my recollection, he's not, he's not one to just start telling people like everything that's going on internally with him. You know, he, you know, I think about something like with Duchess Satine, even for example, like it took him forever to kind of divulge his feelings Uh, for her. And he he usually takes a specific type of intimate moment for him to say how he's thinking and feeling. Even in this episode, you see when he at the at the final moments, you know, he's like, everything's fine, guys. Everything's fine. I don't think anything's wrong. (laughs) But then you have that look. I think a lot of what the turmoil of the of Obi-Wan or even McGregor's performance here is mainly done with these like really really intimate handheld close-ups on his like eyes and face when he's just lost in thought over a particular situation but he usually covers up when he's around other people depending on um, you know who he's like comfortable with or mm-hmm. depending on the, the moment so I I feel like kind of those emotional meets that you're sort of hoping to get a little bit more of it as, as am I I think that's really going to come in the final episode I'm yeah. hoping god damn am I hoping I'm really hoping that it's the final episode of whatever conversation we get I hope it's not just another cool fight with Vader and Obi one that whatever dialogue exchange they have and and i'm i'm kind of hoping that like and and you know darth vader takes off the helmet or something like that where we can have the conversation without the helmet you know because it is kind of cool where every once in a while i get pulled out going obi-wan saying vader even mcgregor's obi-wan is saying the word vader yes and i don't think he's never this is the first time he's gonna even say the word vader before was in this show so yeah yeah man that was this is great because i think the I think this one was a very like a, a really good composed stage they set for mm-hmm. like having the locked off section of where everyone is and 
man, fucking Star Wars has this incredible ability to fool me for a few moments to make me think stormtroopers are cool again. <laughs> you know, when they're all like lined <laughs> they up. They look like, cool. They <laughs> look cool. Yeah. They look really cool. And it was a cool, like you said, like set direction where you have all the stormtroopers lined up, you have the ship in the back, and then you have Reva walk in right through the middle. You have Vader walked right through the middle. It felt like, it felt very cinematic. It felt, it felt very cinematic. And that was a really cool aspect of this episode that probably wasn't done previously too much in the previous ones mm. um i i just i really enjoyed that and then even the fights i don't I, we haven't talked about a little bit about the fight scene beforehand with the stormtroopers and obi-wan yeah and oh the specificity off, of it yeah yeah it was really cool because it take it felt, away man it felt like this was kind of like a throwback to like you're facing down like 40 stormtroopers at once mm -hmm. and here's uh, a jedi in the middle of it just taking down like dozens of them just by their own blaster fire <laughs> yeah well i think the the, the slight differences because what this episode really demonstrated was this variation of lightsaber fights mm. you know the the fight scene between reva and vader is very different than the one that obi-wan and anakin were having mm -hmm. in their flashback which felt very much like out of the prequel fights and by the way again hayden christensen and ewan mcgregor like oh goddamn you guys can still move <laughs> like, so just, like even better in some ways you know yeah it, it was awesome it um, felt ripped right out of attack of the clones yeah it felt like oh my god i'm back in 2002 <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> sitting in theater 10 years old but even uh, when yeah. um when they are fighting the stormtroopers you know a lot of times yeah. when they're deflecting if this is just on our podcast, we have a podcast, by the way. Whoom. If it's just on the podcast, Whoom. it's just dude, dude, like, like that. But I love whenever he did like a full-on strike, mm. you know, to, to deflect the laser. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't really see that too often with the Jedi. Mm. Um, doing a full-on like baseball strike or a sword strike uh, to, to get a laser away. Um, but John, your, your homie girl, she died this episode. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I know. I'm I, I'm very very sad. About oh, Tala, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, mean. I was like, <laughs> justice for really? Tala, man. I mean, hey, she got a good. Those moments always really work well on me when there's like mm -hmm. some kind of um, moment of clarity or moment of uh, just a piercing through the veil of chaos, you know, and, and and that moment I thought was very effective, and yeah, I figured she would probably be sacrificed, especially because I think of the morality, uh, not to say that there's one uniform to it, but I think of the morality of, of something like this, you know, in order for her to have worked her way up the Imperial ladder, she must have had, I mean, she talks about it here, she's done some pretty nasty things, and so I think that's the ultimate poetic end for a character like that, is to have them go out in some kind of benevolent sacrifice, and and yeah, even that, like, I really enjoyed her journey over this, and I thought they made a moment out of that in a really nice way. And that, when Lega, uh, Leia, bleh, when Leia comes down and she's like, you know, where's Tala? Did Tala make it? Like, you know, that, that even rang true to me uh, mm. uh, for as much as, you know, again, we've sort of gone back and forth about how they've characterized characters. Like, yeah, I thought they characterized her. She was one of the highlights of the series for me, and I'm very sad to see her go. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it was it was nice to get more of that supporting cast in too. So it starts to feel like a bit of a community because you have her, and you have uh, um, Roken, and you have Haja back, and you know you've got some familiar faces to at least pin it together. And I'm glad that he, at least you know they made it out. <laughs> you know, we might be able to see some of them in the future. I do wish though that we got. Uh, yeah, like I, I, sometimes, and I think we've had this issue. We've I think we've all kind of shared this. Uh, complaint before with this show 
is sometimes I'm like, just take a little bit more of them. I mean, maybe not in the, in the heat of the moment, but when you're back on the ship, you know, like them grieving Tala, like them really feeling the loss of someone like that, especially Leia in, in, in that given situation. And then some, and then something that really do- like hit me that was so sad was her the droid. Remember the droid's name? Do you remember uh, Lola? No, Lola. not Lola. The loader droid. Oh, the loader droid. Yeah, when the droid died, and it, it was so, as like a shield. Yeah, it was so like so dramatic, and yeah, he just fell to his knees like I'm here to protect you in your last <laughs> moments. And yeah. I'm like, oh man, I wish we got more of a. I, I felt sad. But it, I'm like, if we got a little bit more of that dynamic with them, I would have yeah. been heartbroken. It, it was moment. very much a K2 moment. Definitely. Um, Rogue One. Yeah, great, great call. That's why you're here to say shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt. It felt very much like they were trying to tell us that to communicate that this is a K2 SO moment. Well, I thought they did a good job imbuing that droid with personality. Mm. And uh, yeah, I just could have used more of that up until here. Yeah, like it would have it, it, it affected me, but it could have been that much more affecting. Yeah. What was your favorite parts about this, man? Um, I really like. You know what I thought was cool, and and I might be wrong, and I and maybe it's because I had one headphone in. Your subjective opinion is wrong, uh, <laughs> but I, I I don't hear everything all the way through. But when when Obi Wan was like, "Let me talk to her," I think the stormtrooper went up to Riva. And he's like, well, this is negotiate. And I was like, oh my God, Obi-Wan the, negoti- the negotiator. And I was like, oh crap, he's going to do the thing. He's going to negotiate because he's the negotiator. Uh, I thought that was cool. I thought that was a cool callback to like Obi-Wan being the guy to like try to talk True. his way out of or into a situation. Yeah. He did it in Clone Wars. He does it in uh, various Clone Wars episodes, but he does it in the Clone Wars movie. But even uh, General Grievous calls him the negotiator because he's supposed to be really good at not manipulating, but kind of manipulating Great the call. situation where he's able to talk his way into or out of situations uh, with uh, enemies or villains or people that he can try to you know, get to do certain things that they didn't want to do. And, and Vader hinted at that at the end of the episode when he told Reva, he's like, yeah, you know, Obi-Wan knows what he's doing when he told you those things and stuff like that, where I was like, oh, okay, so they're kind of hinting at Obi-Wan being able to use not just Anakin's rage, but Reva's rage to escape. Mm, yeah. uh, and I was like, that's a cool callback to Obi-Wan doing his Clone Wars General Kenobi thing. So yeah, that was one of my favorite moments. That's a great, that was, that's actually, that didn't even dawn on me yeah. in the moment. Yeah, that's a great call because yeah, it's usually like Obi-Wan is, even even a lot of time, it's sometimes the negotiation is just a, uh, is it is the decoy? Is the distraction? Yeah. Well, like Anakin and Ahsoka are going in and handling. That's kind of what it was. And it's yeah. kind of what it was here too. Yeah. Like, all right, well, I'm actually kind of like buying you guys some time while yeah. I'm negotiating yeah. my way out of here. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Way to go, X. You proved your worth for being here. <laughs> Positive you. comments only. <laughs> that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this one. Uh, yeah. I thought it was excellent, and I want to say, like, you know, Reva's a. You guys have been way more positive about mm. Reva than I, I've been way more back and forth about um, uh, Moses Ingram's Moses. performance. And I've always liked her subtle scenes more. Like the scene when her and Obi-Wan are on the other, si- uh, other side of the door and they're talking to each other. 
And it's shit like that one. I'm like, this should have been a binge show. Because, you know, a lot of those complaints that people talk about, I'm like, it's all addressed here. When people are like throwing their arms up at first, it's like, how does she know what I can do? Like, yeah, just waited a little bit, would have got the answer. Wait two episodes, yeah. And I don't know, as a more avid Star Wars fan, does that answer like bother you at all? No, not at all. I mean, to me, it, it, it what bothered me, I said it after the episode, was the idea that she was a youngling who saw Anakin slaughter all the other younglings. And then she was like, I'm going to follow this guy who's Vader. Mm. Like that would have bothered me way more than this description. Because to me, that made no sense for someone to be traumatized by someone. And then to suddenly be like, but I'm devoted to them because they're powerful. And I'm just like, but no, that wouldn't make any sense. I mean, I could see a scenario depending on how you, you raise someone. There's a lot of fucked up French films you need to watch. Eh? Sure, but I, I mean, I feel like killing thousands of children. <laughs> Star Wars really needs a little more of a new wave vibe to it. Depraved human drama I just, element. Well, I, I just feel like someone killing thousands of... Oh, no, 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 no okay, the, you're talking about something very logical. I'm talking about a very different Logic. type of... Sure, like, sure. Like, fear-based thing. And, well, I mean, it does make me kind of question you know why he spared her and you know what was their relationship ultimately like you know it would mm. make more sense if it was like i spare you and i kind of morph you into like my uh daughter's padawan thing you know like something but it seems it still seems like the relationship is so impersonal though it doesn't feel mm -hmm. like there's anything um, more to grasp onto mm. other than because i would have never picked up that there was some type of bigger history with these two other than that's an inquisitor auditioning for the grand inquisitor job yeah. you know and and i think that's part a quality that i just think that would have added more nuance and weight if if they did kind of allude to there's a reason he's because they didn't even go into that you know why why out of well, like all the younglings he doesn't kill her unless i totally missed it in the well, heat of the moment and yeah yeah because looking at the visual language of that scene it sure looked like he stabbed her through both times so i'm like did he just leave her for dead and she didn't die or or terrible that a terrible bad stabber that Vader <laughs> twice well, yeah because twice <laughs> well, yeah, because in that moment it sure looked like they tried to do a match shot where yeah uh, anakin blue lightsaber stabs her Vader, red lightsaber, same thing. Hmm. Is... I, I think the implication, oof, I'm going to reach here, but you know, this is what I do. Uh, <laughs> That's why we pay you the they big They call bucks, him the reach. <laughs> okay, the Michael Jordan reach Space Cabrera. Jam reach. <laughs> uh, but I, I think the implication, and maybe it's just that one line that Vader had when he says, you didn't think I see this coming, where I feel like maybe the implication was his, he was always planning on using her somehow. Like, this is a tool for me to <laughs> sure. get somewhere in the future. The Sith, um, the Sith do seem the least skeeved by being like, hey, I know you got a lot of rage and you probably hate me, but we can work with that. Yeah, it, it's very much like I can see certain things coming, but only to a certain point, but I could still see them coming. Mm -hmm. Where the implication of dark side users seeing the future is very much like, I can see what I can do with this person. I can see the potential this far distance and i feel like maybe that's what reva was to vader where he's like mm, this girl is going to take me somewhere he's, she's going to do something for me i'm going to keep her around you know keep her close manipulate her make her seem like she's powerful give her titles or pretend to give her titles and do all this kind of stuff in order to get what i need to get yeah 
Uh, no, I, I think that's, I think, sure, that's definitely there. Uh, I mean, it, it shows, especially in the text of keeping the Grand Inquisitor alive and yeah. putting up this false thing of having people compete for Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> I still think that there's still, so, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a reach in the sense I'm like, well, if he can kind of predict that far down the road, why didn't he, he could have predicted how the shit could have gone down with uh, Obi-Wan on, uh, oh my god, I'm like, Mustafar. <laughs> It, it, oh, you mean in uh, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's that was obviously before that fight sure. with Obi Wan. So I don't know. I mean, but I, I, I feel I, like in that moment it was more like if you rewatch Revenge of the Sith, it's super like he's he's just all blind rage. True, true. Like even his eyes are yellow and he's screaming all the time and he's like, "You, you are lost." And he's like, and, and it feels like Anakin in that moment is just like so consumed by the dark side and so consumed with the dark deeds that he did yeah. during that time that it's like I don't think he can see anything except like red except yeah when he was slaughtering younglings that was yeah. a very optimistic personality at mm -hmm. the time mm -hmm. very positive thinking yeah. This slaughter is going very well. <laughs> this is an A-grade slaughter, if I say so myself, guys. I, I still love seeing the 501st there, uh, Anakin's uh, own On the first episode? Army. No, the 501st is Anakin's own clone. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Simon, yeah. Um, which Good I think word. is funny, because if you follow the Clone Wars... Um, animated series, they're like the the homies. They're like the cool. We're like the cool guys, and then they slaughter all the Jedi. <laughs> and it's like, damn! I thought you guys were cool. Wasn't uh, uh, wasn't the Tomorrow Morrison Boba mm -hmm. Fett? One? Not mm -hmm. in Boba, but the Tomorrow Morrison that yeah. was five hundred first one, right? Yeah. 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 Well, shit. All right, guys. Well, yeah. Um, I forgot I was going with the whole Reva point. I thought she did a great job in this episode. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I, really, I really liked her a lot, and. I think that I'm 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 very hope I'm holding out hope that this this next one's gonna stick the landing. I hope it's not fucking like 35 minutes or whatever the shit this length has been, because this this felt it was about the same length as the last episode. Yet this felt well, way more substantial. It did, yeah. It, it, I think it was a little maybe like five five for six minutes longer, maybe. But still, yeah. I could go for a full hour. Yeah, at I least agree. For the next I, one. I still feel like there stood could be a little bit more time to breathe. Yeah, like give me give me five more minutes to to let certain scenes breathe. This is paced really well for a show that is mostly concerned with plotting. Yes, uh, or I'll say well, pretty well for a show mostly concerned with plotting. I sometimes wish it was a show concerned with more than plotting to a greater extent. Well, that's why I'm kind of thinking <laughs> that the first episode was more emotional, and then I'm hoping the last episode, you know, kind of brings it full circle with making it more emotional. Mm. Do you, if. I'm hoping. I'm not saying they will. <laughs> I'm hoping. Is is it the kind of thing where one episode, if that last episode is just so what you've been hoping for, that it would make the entire series feel like a smooth ride, or would it be kind of like we we got there by the end? I mean, writing something to be episodic is very different than writing something to be binge. And I know that when they write this shit, they write it as one piece. As like one one big piece, and then they go, but we're gonna release it weekly, <laughs> and mm -hmm. and there's just such a different type of writing formula to that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I I'm, I'm that's kind of the hope that I'm mm -hmm. having is that oh yeah, that when this is all out, I could rewatch all this in one sitting and be like, yeah, it's one big package. This is great. Um, yeah, I still feel like, but I, you know, like the little five extra minutes that you're talking about will go a long way in situations like the things I was kind of craving a little bit more of an emotional nuance of, uh, absolutely. But Hey, this is fun. This yeah. is great. Hi. Good job. I'm pointing out things we didn't notice. Ace. <laughs> That's what you're here for. I did it. Killing it. Ace.
for for a show that's not like exceptionally consumed with Easter eggs too. Surprisingly, I don't feel like it's like ex I feel like Mandalorian's like really like Cores Rebels and all these things. You Boba know? Fett too. Boba Fett. Boba Fett like, definitely. Ooh. Yeah. It's because I think John Favre, uh, not John, uh, he is, but Dave Filoni, but Filoni's yeah. fingerprints are all over that shit. Yeah. So I think that's why that show is so I like, can't lie. Easter eggs everywhere. Uh, <laughs> as cool as Easter eggs are, seeing a Coruscant flashback with Anakin and Obi-Wan, that, that, just that fight scene, the dialogue, the yeah. fight, that whole thing just made the episode worth it. Yeah, it was beautiful. It made everything worth it because it was cool to see Hayden Christensen is Anakin Skywalker. I don't know if we've mentioned that too much, but seeing him as Anakin and, and seeing him take on that personality, take on even the same fighting form, and I know that's a really, really nerdy thing, but the fighting form that hey, Anakin has. you're not has, the only one who's going to pick that up. <laughs> uh, and, the, uh, and the fighting form that, that Obi-Wan has, yeah. which is form two, a very defensive form. I think Anakin's form five. Uh, you know, uh, you sound like a fucking idiot. If you ask me. <laughs> what are you uh, doing which is right which now? is an offensive, you know, very aggressive form, and and it, and it kind of as as nerdy as that is, that that's kind of what the whole thing is about, right? It's about defense and offense, sure, and it's sure. about what what do you take and what do you do when you're facing a situation when you're fighting each other. You know, how do you battle? And that's why Obi Wan says you don't have to battle with just weapons and aggression. You can battle in different ways. Yeah. So. That was cool. You're that so made smart. the whole episode, episode you, worth it. The you episode was the great. <laughs> <laughs> That's me being real tired. <laughs> you can battle in the comments. Um, yeah, no, I, I full heartedly agree with with all that. Um, absolutely. And hey, Christensen, I, I, that scene is more. I know you're much bigger. Oh, I, I, I like prequels. I like Attack of I, the Clones. I love Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I, I like Attack of the Clones and I love Revenge of the Sith. And, yeah. and you know what's funny is you, normally the hate train goes Phantom Menace. Oh fuck that! But but Attack of the Clones is all right. Um, that's like that's my guilty pleasure. And I'm actually the opposite. I'm like I like Attack of the Clones and I really don't like Phantom Menace, mm. but I really love Revenge of the Sith. And John's favorite movie is Phantom Menace. That's right. Number the one. I'm not talking about Star about. Wars, just all movies in uh -huh. general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phantom Menace. Um, and top three is Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace, and Phantom Menace. And it's then up there. Shawshank Redemption. And then Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> which I haven't seen, but I'm just going to trust that it's my fourth favorite movie when I do see it. And then Phantom yep. Menace, Phantom Menace, Phantom like, Menace. I just like to look at Ace to see. <laughs> What's he thinking? Ace. I, I love Phantom Menace. How, how is this bit going? It's going great. Is it good? Is it's there enough amazing. love for the prequels in the bit? Perfect amount of love. Do you like Good. your mic? All right. I love my mic. What's your ranking? <laughs> What's your ranking of the my prequels, Ace? Huh? What's your ranking of the prequels? My ranking of the prequels? Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. <sighs> Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace. I'd probably go Revenge of the Sith, and then Phantom Menace, and then Attack of the Clones. Wow, that's the wrong order. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, number one. How that doesn't make any sense. I'm pretty sure that's universally. <laughs> yes. I should have you do a ranking video here on the channel. Sometime. I I love I love all three though. To be honest, I, I think they're all different for obviously for what they're trying to communicate, but they all have different aspects and they all have their own like pros and cons. True. Because a lot of people are like, Phantom Menace is dumb because of Jar Jar, and I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> but Attack of the Clones has like really weirdish dialogue sometimes and I feel like that kind of is a drawback sometimes yeah um, unlike Phantom Menace and then but yeah but Phantom Menace I feel like what <laughs> Phantom Menace though is that Fa what Phantom Menace does so well is Qui-Gon and Darth Maul and I feel like those two things just make it like poof. 
bump up in my list. So when so. in the next episode do you think we'll see Qui-Gon? When they're fighting and Qui-Gon's going to break it up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He does the, the Chris Pratt Jurassic Park. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that would be good. <laughs> That'd be better if they just had Chris Pratt show up. <laughs> Dinosaur He's like, well, I don't know where I am or what galaxy this is. But <laughs> He's like, whoa, he's blue. <laughs> Clicker train all these Sith and Jedi really quick. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, what did you think about this episode? Thank you so much for being here. Um, and thank you to Storyblocks for sponsoring this video. Last but not least. And thank you to Ace. Follow Ace on social media. Last but not least, let's do a Patreon. <laughs> all right. Mikhail Linden. John really wanted to shout you out. It's John. Mikhail, listen, okay, this is why I want to shout you out, because at first I was like, oh, who in their Patreon could be an Inquisitor? Easily, you could be, you know, you, you're already very Anglo, and you've got, you know, the specs, you know, you've Anglo got a kind of intense thing. look about you, so you could be some kind of Sith Inquisitor, but then I started to think, man... Mikhail, you could be anybody in the Star Wars universe. I can imagine you as, you know, a very wise um, but very conscientious Jedi. I could even imagine you as a youngling, you know, in the temple, maybe escaping before Order 66 happens, biding your time, finding the remnants of the Jedi displaced across the galaxy and aiding them in bringing back the glory of the Resistance. Mikhail, you could be an alien of the Star Wars universe. You don't even have to go and keep your own you know, visage, you could be, you know, using some kind of advanced tech to hide what you look like, to blend in on our Earth, because what little do we know? We exist in the galaxy far, far away. The possibilities, Mikhail, are endless, and I appreciate that your support for us, too, is endless, and that you have maintained your focus, your oneness with the force of our Patreon, that you are still here, and you are still being as supportive and loving as ever, which is why you could never be be a Sith and Inquisitor. See, we're going full circle because there's not enough hate and chaos and anger unrequited, unchecked, unanswered inside your heart to allow it to rot to that degree. So, Mikhail, thank you for choosing the light side and for sticking with us. And we'll see you next month. Damn. Wow, you say a lot of Bars. shit, man. Damn. Man. Bars. It's turned to slam poetry. What happened? Was I what? I blacked out for a minute. Ooh, are we, you killed are we it, good? bro. You killed it. Uh, nah, Dropping you, bars. Yeah, man. Dude, that was great. Patron, me. Yeah. Dude. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we've all earned a shot of Patron tonight. Patron. <laughs> Patron, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I think we did it. Yeah, essay. I think you did it, John. We did it, essays. <laughs> Ahora vamos al del taco, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to del taco. <laughs>